0: To provide, to protect, to be independent. Those are some of the core values of manhood identified by participants in a recent study of black men who were violently injured through gun violence. Dr. Naja Baker is a postdoctoral fellow with the Rutgers University Gun Violence Research Center and authored that study. Hashem Garrett is a gun violence survivor, partially paralyzed after a shooting as a teenager. They both join us now. Welcome to Morning Edition. Dr. Baker, uh, would you lay out what you found in your research?
1: Good morning. Good morning. I didn't initially go into this study trying to understand or research Black manhood and masculinities. It was something that I stumbled upon, but the main themes that came out of my study were Black men's perceptions of manhood and masculinities, their loss of independence and burden on others, and mobility, having to depend on either mobility devices or physical therapy sessions to be able to go from immobile to mobile again.
0: What about the masculinity? What did you find about that?
1: So I found that manhood and masculinities is very, very complex when we're talking about Black men. And I asked them, so what does it mean to be a man? And the 10 participants said, you know, for me, being a man is being able to protect, being able to provide. And by provider, they're specifically talking about financially, providing, and also being able to just uphold white patriarchal standards of masculinity, being self-aware, being able to do things on your own. And for them, being able to embody these typical, what we define as masculine traits, was important because it's what society has constructed for men.
0: And what does that have to do with any of them being survivors of gun violence?
1: I think overall, when we think about marginalized masculinities, we we think about men who are oppressed, which equates to them being invisible or overlooked. And Black men, in general, fall into that category. But when you have an intersecting identity of being disabled, you're hyper-invisible because your identities don't fall in alignment with what society wants you to do. So when you are a Black man with not just any old disability, but a firearm-acquired disability, you have to renegotiate certain things. So you may not be able to be the financial provider because your disability hinders you from being able to work. Also, the social expectations of being able to protect, your understanding of how you may have Protected yourself or the ways in which you keep yourself safe may alter. And I think that's important for people to understand in which, when you're going from being independent to dependent, that makes you even more vulnerable.
0: Hashem, if it's not too much to ask, would you tell us about the incident that led to your injury?
2: Sure. So I was 15 years old when I was shot. I was living in New York City, uh, in Brooklyn, to be exact. And I was just making um, a lot of poor decisions, just, just trying to fit in. And so as a result of just kind of being lost and you know the, that mindset uh, or what we were taught as children, what what happens in the house stays in the house. And so mom was in a, a an abusive relationship at that time. Wasn't with dad, but with somebody new. And so I just was trying to go to school and pretend and putting a mask on like everything was fine. And it wasn't. And so I just kind of found myself lost and got involved in gangs. As a result, I was shot multiple times.
0: What was the most difficult thing for you in the recovery process, Hoshan?
2: I would say probably the most difficult part was accepting um, that life would be different. In what way? Um, just realizing that, you know, I wasn't going to be able to move as fast, you know, as everybody else um, the little things of not being able to walk down a block and hold a, a girl's hand and so that was just trying to get adjusted to the new normal.
0: What was your definition of of being a man when you were when you were injured? Be- compared from before the gunshot injury to
2: after I would say prior to um, my injury, manhood looked like someone who provided um, someone who was a protector right? The nurturers were the mothers, um, the protectors and the provider, you know, the man was supposed to be the breadwinner. Um, but again, I grew up in a single family household, so mom was also the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. But, you know, post the injury, um, I've learned that, yeah, manhood is about providing, but it's not just financial. Sometimes manhood looks different in ways of being the the voice of reason. Sometimes manhood looks like leading in regards to making sure that your your children know that they are safe, letting your children know that they are loved. And so I've grown to understand that manhood doesn't have to be justified as financial. And it doesn't have to be justified as, you know, I'll take a bullet for you or a car that can, you know, run us over it. But there's so many other things that encompass manhood. Hoshram,
0: I'm curious, how did you reach that point?
2: It was really mentors. It was people who were twenty and thirty years older than me. Um, who were men, who were, who were fathers, who were grandfathers. And I just kind of watched them and I observed them and I listened to them. And really what I've learned is that it is about being sensitive. It is about being attentive. That's the other component of manhood.
0: Dr. Breaker, what do you think in listening to Hashem's story?
1: I think that Hashem aligns with what other men were saying in terms of how they perceived themselves to be able to perform uh, their gender roles And I think that it takes maturity and role models to be able to get to a point where men are able to embrace what we call soft skills, which are skills that are typically seen in women, being able to nurture, being able to understand that there are other ways of navigating your manhood or masculinity. A
0: few participants in the study identified the point in life where they believed they became men. Hashem, uh, when or what was that particular moment for you?
2: Um, I would say when I became a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, the birth of my, my daughter um, was when I felt like I'm a man now. But at the very least, if I'm not a man today, then I need to start moving in those kind of steps to um conduct myself like a man and kind of put some of those childish ways away. Just realizing that, okay, you you have someone who's watching you. And and so I wanna make sure that my child or my children are not gonna make the same mistakes that I, I
0: made. I've been speaking to Dr. Naja Baker from the Rutgers University Gun Violence Research Center and Hashem Garrett. He was shot six times in the spine as a 15 year old. Now he's a motivational speaker and life coach. Thank you so much to both of you for joining us for this. Well, it's been a pleasure.
1: Thank, Thank you. you.